All right, Doug, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? How are you doing this morning? Doing great, Alex. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, delighted to get you on. Uh, as I like to start like every episode, like, I mean, do you want to like kick us off by telling us, you know, a bit about yourself, how you got to where you are today uh, and what you're doing? Yeah, so, um, all right. So I was uh, a ballet. <clears throat> I think uh, we were just talking about athletics. I do think uh, athletics ties into the sport of ballet. I do consider it a sport. I, I, I put that in my manual. It's actually one of the questions on our application. Have you played organized sports before? Because I feel like the two correlate very good. But um, so I have a little bit of athletic background. I, I think that that helped me get um, like into ballet in terms of like liking it, you know, liking yeah. ballet. I feel like there's a lot of guys like that. I worked for a valet. Um, I worked for a restaurant. Um, <clears throat> uh, full disclosure, I actually had gotten in trouble uh, and um, I went to jail. And, oh, wow. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'll just put it out there. I, I was uh, I sold uh, marijuana, which was um, uh, illegal at the time in New Jersey. Yeah. And um, I got in trouble for it. You know, it was like stupid young college stuff. But um, you know, I was going down the wrong path, whatever. And I came, I came back around too after I was getting into all this trouble. I was in a school zone and all this. Um, <clears throat> they dumped me off in um an area that was more southern from where I was grew up, where I was from. So I'm from Middlesex County. They dumped me off in Trenton. Um, when, when yeah. they to a halfway house. And uh, I found this job at this restaurant uh, in Trenton. That's that's by all the political, political politicalities in Trenton. There's not much in Trenton, but there's still the state capital. It's like a rundown. Yeah. And um, I found this job at Pete Lorenzo's Cafe, which was pretty prestigious. And uh, and I got the job as a valet, and I ended up being the valet there every single day. And um, it kind of turned my life around. So, uh, you know, ballet had like a kind of like a special place for me because it got me around a whole different arena of people, um, especially like, you know, some of the people that I was parking their cars, they ended ended up in Obama's cabinet. And uh, oh, like wow. Lisa Jackson, uh, she was the environmental lady. She was like this, you know, and I knew her and, uh, and a bunch of them too. So it's pretty cool. So I got to uh, Christine Todd Whitman, former governor. I know I parked her car there. Um, and, uh, but anyway, it, 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 not only that, but I got free food, you know, I was working on parking the cars. I, I would, sh I would shine the rims when they were inside and they come out, yeah. you know, I started doing full details when the, when the people were inside the, the restaurant, they're coming out. I just, I just was all about the experience. That restaurant was uh, closed, closing down. It was going downhill, and I ended up yep. getting a job with a valet parking company. And uh, he immediately made me a manager, but it was not a good company. And I pretty much did. I ran the company, but he wasn't paying me. And the best that he yeah. did was give me a good shifts that paid a lot of uh, that I could make a lot of tips at, but. He would put me at the places that needed management, not the places where I could make money. I got frustrated and I, and I told him, I was like, listen, I was like, I want to take the next step, you know, because I was really good. And I was like, you know, let me open up accounts for you and um, and and then we can go like halves on them and we can keep expanding. And he and he basically belittled me like like I figured he was going to. But I gave him a shot because I didn't want to just, yeah. um, you know, and then um, basically he sent me to a place and um and uh, i told them that the guy that that sent me is a douchebag and uh that they should let me do the uh, valet for them and yeah. I, 
this man, this is Black Bass Hotel in 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 Lumber. <laughs> And the, the man is Grant Ross, who gave me my shot. He's a Scottish man, big, tall, <laughs> brolic Scottish man with an accent, a tough, yeah, yeah. tough bloke, uh, a rugby player. He, you know, he so he gave me a, a, a cut rate uh, discount, which I took. <laughs> and he grandfathered that rate for a very long time. Um but you know, then I that was that was the start that I got. And then and then and I and I pretty much bought a lot of the valet to bucks county there wasn't too much valet around bucks county at the time this is in pa right across the river yeah and uh you know i I expanded from there one account at a time i i I, when i still lived in trenton at the time which is not a great place to live and um my my starting crew was a couple of guys that lived on the block um with me and that's who i started the company with in terms of workers but i just went from there now now we have you know 40, uh, we have a over 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 50 accounts that we operate regularly at and have uh, close to 200 valets active and um you know valets all over buck county and mercer county where we operate and we, we stretched it to allentown to new brunswick so um you know i got a lot of people involved also along the way man that's unbelievable i mean <laughs> there is so much to uh unpack there um like it's quite it's quite the story i mean it's an unbelievable story and i guess you know are you still working with the the scottish um what did you call it like what was the name of the hotel again you call it it's the black bass hotel the black bass i in my head i heard heard something else like (laughs) when i hear the black bass hotel like you're still working with that guy today yes yeah that's awesome i mean man like what a success story I yeah. mean, I was going to put it out there. I mean, you've got over 200 active valets right now, more than 50 accounts. You know, that's what, like, what, 1.5, two locations on average per account. So, like, whoa, I mean, like, you're really, 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 like, yeah, it turns into something. How, how long have you been doing it? Like, I was, like, a quick little view of your LinkedIn. You know, I, I look at people's LinkedIn, hmm. and I kind of go, ah, they could have been noodling on that for a while, you know. But, like, how long have you been, how long have you been doing it now? So that was 2009. Um, that yeah. I so here we are. It's almost 15 years. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And like, I guess, you know, you've had, lived like a, an extraordinary life and you've, you know, I mean, it has, it is extraordinary, you know what I mean? In that sense. And like, you know, that whole experience, you know, like taught you so much humility. You know, like to come back out and like to go be a valet, to you know, realize in yourself that like hospitality is like innate inside of you. You know what I mean? So, like, in terms of your operation now, I'm curious, what have you learned from that experience for yourself that you apply or that you make part of like sort of the culture in the organization today? Yeah. So, um, humility is a great word. Um, sometimes I have to remind that I, I feel like valets are treated uh, often like the lowest men on the totem pole, and I'm cool with it. I'm, 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 I'm it's, it's, it's a, a humility, it's a humility thing. You know, sometimes you get these people that you're parking their cars and they're very pompous and they're very, uh, yeah. you know, they, they will, they'll be snobbish. Now, you, sometimes you get people that are very wealthy and very grounded and very wholesome. But, um, you know, you get people that will, that will, you know, and how you take that or not let that affect you, you know, I think is a testament to our character. And I don't, you know, I really, I really am strong in that area of not getting offended by, um, by that type of treatment. And I tell the guys, 
to join me in that because they don't know what you know they don't know what we do and and the people that show appreciation for we what we do make up make up for it um but the whole you know the whole jail thing you know for me really changed my life in terms of making me appreciate the basics uh that yeah we, that we take for granted in life and i feel like that was a good attitude adjustment for my journey and uh that that enabled my success um you know and i can't stress that enough because i could see a lot of the tendencies of my old self in a lot of people and then going through that experience of getting in trouble and stuff like that and having basic rights taken away now appreciating basic rights and yeah. operating from a place of gratitude is very essential i feel like in every anybody's success journey yeah i mean it's you know i mean it's amazing and i think like you know like you're you're like a an unbelievable success of like what like people would hope that the system would produce you know after like you know being incarcerated that you come back and look what a success you've made yourself and i obviously imagine it was incredibly tough and there were obviously dark days in the aftermath obviously but like i guess like you know it's actually like hospitality like saved you like it saved your life yes. you know yes. which it did. It, it really, it really did. And that, that's why I, st I valeted last night, you know, not yeah. a lot. I picked up a shift that nobody, that nobody was picking up last night. And I had a great shift. I made over $200 in a little over five hours. Nobody wanted the shift. Um, uh, I have a, like I said, I have a deep appreciation. I, I literally think valet saved my life. It, it, the main thing that it did for me, I feel like, was it brought me out of the arena arena of people that I was in and the people that I was surrounded with, put me in a totally different arena. Um, yeah. And I got acclimated with these folks and I got comfortable around these folks and I got good at talking to different people from, you know, high business places. Cause you're gonna, with the places, the restaurants that with valet, you're gonna regularly run into people that are at the top of their organization. So yeah. anybody that is, you know, considering valet, or even if it's like a pit stop on your life when you're going to school and you're gonna have a career, like you're gonna, there's, valet is a supreme networking. Yeah. Supreme network, you're gonna be in these, these gentlemen's cars and these people's cars. That's a very intimate thing to, to pull up yeah. to an establishment and give your car to a stranger is a very intimate process. And um, the bonds that you can form, you, when you get good at valet, you understand that in the back of your head and then you're gonna be extra gracious, extra yeah. um, polite and mannerisms. And you know, you're gonna have good demeanor and everything cause you gotta sell this person and the confidence of them letting you take their car. Uh, yeah that that's important you know and on that like when you're looking to like like say bring people in like so you're looking for new valets like what are sort of the things okay so one of the things i hear in every episode i've done and uh, is you can teach service like you can teach somebody how to like open the door for somebody you can teach somebody to like take the keys politely you know to get in the car not to scratch it whatever but there's a, the French will call it like a je ne sais quoi about hospitality, which is like your personal X factor here. You know, we've kind of mentioned humility. Are there particular things you're looking for in the valets that you're hiring for besides the fact that they have a driver's license and like they're already, you know what I mean? Like as in, like, what are the things you look for inside of them that like you want them to be great for? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I definitely think there there are some valets that we ran into 
oh, maybe you could be one of them, but that would hit the ground running. And it's like the moment they touch base, they're yeah. beasts and they're just great. And there's other valets. I feel like like myself, because I started valeting. I, I had a valet job when I was in college. This is younger, because when I did all this, I started the company, I was 27, 28, something like that. Um, I valeted when I was 21 and I was not a good valet. Um, I, I, in a sense, you could look at me as like a slow learner. Some of these guys come out the box and they're ready to go and it's amazing. Then you just got to tweak a couple of different things. Um, you know, uh, you know, like I said, I look for athletes because athletes that played in like competitive situations, like getting back on defense is a congruent concept. Like you, 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 you're playing basketball or you're playing soccer and then get a bucket or, you know, there's a transition. You got to get back on defense. So you yeah. got to go park a car. You're by yourself or maybe you're really busy. You got to get back to the front because you don't want people to come into the lot and they're not being unattended. So you got to have hustle. Um, you got to have, you, you know, that type of, um, intensity to operate with but uh so the two main aspects are being able to drive cars so you get car enthusiasts are good to have yeah. somebody's into yeah, cars they're into cars yeah yeah so if you're into cars and you appreciate car and you could oh my god that's a such and such with a you know i'm not one of those guys but they know the engine yeah. specs and all that and oh my god and they'll treat that car like gold that's good that's what you want um that's one aspect then you get somebody that's been in the hospitality business like a server or a bartender or something like that just for the fact that you know how to talk to people you yeah. being, able to, being able to talk to people even if it's a shit show behind you and the parking lot is a complete mess if you know how to talk to somebody down you can get by you know and uh so being able to talk to people is good um and and, and uh dealing dealing with pressure dealing with pressure and working alongside as a team it, you know college athletes uh getting back to the athlete thing college athletes almost are automatically good valets i find um you know some people are good at parking cars and not good with people some sometimes people are good with people and not good at parking cars and sometimes they're good at both and then and then you get the lot direction too which is like track like knowing you know I, i'm dealing with this person but i see a car pulling in i might have to pull this car up a little bit and doing all those things in the moment so things yeah. Because you got everything to flow. I tell the valet, it's like a it's like a symphony that we're conducting, and you got everything to go to rhythm. You know, things start getting backed up or stagnant, it, it could it could snowball real real fast. So um, yeah, I don't. So I don't know if that answered your question, but you know, some people got it, some and some people need to learn it. And um, you know, the key is that if you like valeting, if you like valeting, if you're into it, because it's an adrenaline rush too. You get 20 cars at the same time, and you and your buddy got to figure it out, and you're under, and, and and you get through it, and now it's like, wow, that felt good. You know? Yeah, yeah. Guys like that, I know that they're hooked. They're they're gonna be good valet. All I need, if you, as long as you care, I could work for you. I could work with you. You know what I'm saying? If I know that you care about this, and that you 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 know you care about being nice to people. I could pretty much shape you into a valet. I feel like I could work out the rest of the kinks, but you know, those other attributes help. You're good with cars, you're good with people. Yeah. Well, I mean, like good with people comes in many shapes and sizes and forms, you know, like I feel like, you know, like I was saying, like good with cars, table stakes. Like, I mean, <laughs> you need to know how to use a car. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and it's the same, like, you know, I feel like with waiters in a restaurant or like servers or whichever, you know, it's like, you know, you can teach them the floor of the restaurant and how to set the table. But how do you get them to read what's going on on the table? How do you get them to communicate at the right time? Like those kind of things are like inherent, but can be coached, you yeah. know? And like, that's the thing. And it's like, I always like asking that question about what people look for in the staff that they hire, because 
it's very much like a true for some relevant for all you know like everyone has like a different flavor of like how they approach kind of grooming and training and looking out for talent you know and having an eye for talent within the organization you know and that's something that like really like depends on the person do you know what i mean and that's why i like doing the podcast because i hear so many different versions of it and the way like you're talking about like athletes and like stars you know it's interesting like i haven't heard that like contextualized like that i actually had somebody apply for an interview like sent me a video and was like a college athlete and i was like oh that i my immediate reaction was that person definitely must be disciplined you're a college athlete i pretty much you're, you're going to be a good valet in my you know my world but that's i'd be curious to hear the other the other people answers from your uh, podcast or to go back and listen to oh something. yeah there's got hundreds this dude's like you got two weeks worth of listening now um <laughs> there's a lot um but i guess you know like i always like trying to like you know i like I, I in particular like speaking with you because it's like a unique story and you know it's very much a unique success story and i mean like when you think about like scaling the operation you know you're at 200 plus active sort of valets at the moment i mean it must be hard to like keep track of every single one of them you know like what do you think about the challenges of like scaling your growth because you have so many accounts and you have so many people yeah, you really got to nail down the formula of um, uh, intermingling experience with uh, new blood. Um, you got to keep you're always you're always trying to hire new guys because these opportunities, they come. And when it rains, it pours, too, because, you know, great business is great. When the phone rings, you want to pick it up and you want to say yes. Yeah. Um, and then of course everybody wants to have these parties on the same day like there's like a, there's like a few days out of the year where it's just like everybody wants to have a party like i remember one year yeah. it was may 20th and it was just it was laughable it was laughable how many oh we need 20 valets here oh we need 10 valets here oh we need and it's like oh that's great and then you're looking at it's like so you always got to be expanding and you always got to be pairing um experienced valets with lesser experienced valets yeah. rub off and then you got to have a, a management team like a supervision team and then a management team you have to you have to break off into sections you have to break off yeah. into manageable sections because even what i do right now i could not manage all of it by myself you, you totally you, it's just a bunch of little things that happen and 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 it, they if i had to tend to each one of these little things it would drive you insane and um you know, so you, 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 you get a couple managers that can shield you from most of the problems and, um, and then, and, and that's the best way to, to handle it. And honestly, you have to make sure that those guys are incentivized and, um, you know, so I, I, you know, having people that care directly involved with the operation on the lot around and involved is key. You have to have people that, cause we're spread out, we're all over the place. It's not like we could stand in the office and I could see who's not working. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We're spread across the map. So um, <clears throat> you need guys on the ground everywhere and they gotta be incentivized, you know? And I, I, I do that with percentages on terms of the managers. So, you know, I try to- Well, I, like equity? Like, are you, sorry, not, you not, equity not, or- More like profit share, more like a profit, profit share. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you, um, you know, we're we're gonna be on the same boat if if um if you know that you make more money by making us more profitable and I make more money by make by being more profitable, now we're in the same boat. Let's be more profitable. 
Um, I, I'll send you the uh, the Red Robin episode we did because they've started doing that model now for their stores. Oh, wow. They're starting to do it as a, like, yeah, to incentivize the stores to improve their standards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as in, it's a new payment model for them. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I do it with um, valets, too, at certain accounts that yeah. do curbside sales. I think it's perfect. Like, I, I'm like, you know, there's a, there's an account that's that I go 50-50 with the valets, you know? Like, there's the lot. Yeah. And you know you, everything you guys make so we're automatically on the same page they want to hustle you want you want guys that will hustle and um mm. you know so that's it and i don't change you know i used to say this for like this isn't like i don't want you to treat this like a job this isn't like an hourly you're not working at dicks or make ten dollars yeah. an hour i need you to hustle i need you to run back because you'll make more money if you if you hustle you can you could like like last night the job that i did at peacock i yeah. don't know but because i hustled i made more money you know, if I if I wasn't a hustler, peacock, peacock being peacock gap, the peacock in, uh, the peacock in, peacock in in Princeton, um, Princeton, New Jersey, yeah, yeah. Also, the CEO, the CEO of our company went to Princeton. There's a fun fact. There's a little okay, a little okay. Fun yeah. yeah, this venue was the the uh, when Einstein came to America. The first ten days that he stayed in America was at the Peacock Inn. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna do okay. that. I tell people that all the time. I, I don't mean to interrupt you as well when you're telling a real cool part of that story there. Um, yeah. No, yeah, no, no, no worries. But I, I also met Michelle Pfeiffer there. The actress. Yeah. Her daughter, her daughter, her daughter goes to Princeton. <laughs> yeah, so, no, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean. Michelle Pfeiffer there. I try to I try to play it cool. Um mm. but I definitely seen her. I was right there. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. Cat um <laughs> uh, dangerous minds great for them also um scarface um but yeah so like you're saying like you know like taking on that shift you're looking for people who can hustle so like that's something that you're actually looking for within the uh, within the way you hire the valets as well and so obviously you hire them as like hourly correct or they obviously get a flat kind of fee to show up obviously and then they get the tips is what they're really there for that's like how the model works is it yeah it's a tip supported industry it is 100 yeah. support we do a lot of our staffing um and 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 charging how we and i'll tell the clients i said listen if if these if it because if a client makes the lot valet only or if it's it's valet is optional is a huge difference if it's valet only it guarantees a certain amount of tips it subsidizes the labor costs for the establishment and 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 all that um we do both we we have hourly rates and we also have flat flat rates um yeah I like I like flat rates normally but we have some accounts that uh that do hourly um we have you know uh so we we do both um we do yeah both. it kind of kind of depends. i mean again it goes back to like because the job is very like incentivized looking for the people to work in it anyway i guess like, like, is, it hard like to, your... is it hard to find people to do it no because i feel like i feel like valet is fun and i and, and i have fun valeting and i don't think i'm alone and all you got to do is find people that are like you in that sense and i found that there are many that get that that like like the rush of valet that like parking the cars that like meeting the people and compared to other jobs i feel like it's a fun workplace and that that gives us a huge advantage because if yeah. valet wasn't as fun as it is, then I would have way more problems staffing. And um, I think there's a freedom about valet because you are outside the establishment, metaphorically and figuratively. And actually, <laughs> <clears throat> you're outside the establishment. We don't, we are not, 
under the same surveillance as the in the house people. Um, yeah. Not to say that that we we use that to 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 cause havoc, but we 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 have a little bit more freedoms and our like I like to tell these guys I'm I'm results based. If you're if the, as long as everybody's happy, I'm probably gonna co-sign whatever you did, um, within reason. Um, but yeah, and and you know, and, and as far as like hourly and on the clock and stuff, like a lot of times, like when your last car when you returned your last car, you're done. I like that. You know, I don't I don't like having to depend on the clock and you know some 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 accounts are like yeah. That. Um, you know, where you're you're on a shift and you have to stay here to a certain time and then the next guy comes in. Okay. But you know, other accounts are when the job's done, you're done. And I and I like that also. So And so how how do you find the people to come in? Like I said, you're at two hundred, so they can't all be your close friends. <laughs> uh indeed. Indeed. Um uh, we we put ads out on Deed. Uh, that's like, a, but but then we do a lot of like friend to friend. Like if there's we have a good valet. Like they normally if we 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 got a good kid, he's cut from a good cloth and he's got you know he's a good kid. He usually yeah. has he usually has a good tree of branches. Like we've had some kids yeah. that staffed whole divisions of our company just by their network of friend to friend to friend to friend. Yeah like having friends out there because I like the the valleys to have an enjoyable time out there. I, if you're happy and you're joking around with your friend and you guys are both good and you care about the job and now somebody comes into the parking lot and they see two valets that are smiling, looking like they're enjoying their time, it's a better atmosphere to come into and you're going to get better service from those valets because they're in a good mood, they're happy, they're, you know, they're hanging out, they're having a good time. So that's a better uh, setting for valets to operate from. I tell guys to be happy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sticker yeah. to life, I think, you know. Yeah. And I want to think I was going to ask you because it's like, you know, and I, I don't want to labor, like, obviously the incarceration point, but like, one of the things I'm kind of fascinated with is like, because you're like, I suppose, quote unquote, like, reformed. Is that how we would phrase like what you are in the sense that like you are reformed to society? Like, do you look. What's that word? Informed? Reformed. Like, reformed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I guess. Is that oh, well, listen, I, on that note, because I heard you say this before um in jail right and i learned a lot from jail a lot yeah um about myself and you know, there, there's a lot of smart people in jail yeah uh, but there's a lot of guys that go to jail and that's not the last time they're gonna be there <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. but, then, but then you go back to their you know then their their dad was the same way and their mom you know it, it, they you know yeah, that's, that's the problem when i went to jail i decided that i was no longer a criminal uh yeah you know i was just like I'm not going to be a criminal anymore. It was a pretty easy decision for me. Um, totally. I was raised in a different, you know, a, I was, I didn't have an excuse yeah. to go to jail really. There was foolishness, but I did learn a lot and it turned around my life. So I kind of appreciate it. Totally. I want to mean, what I mean by the question I'm, I was about to ask was more like, in, do you do anything with sort of the prison system to like give people coming out of prison, like a chance like to work in ballet, for example, or, trying to parlay your experience into like an actionable thing for people coming out. Has that happened before or? Yeah, well, I'm definitely know. not um, I'm, because I've been there and I know that there's real people there that have just, you know, made missteps or for whatever reason, I don't, I don't demonize somebody just because they yeah. got incarcerated. I will give them a, a, a shot, uh, you know, based on their charge, you know, some, some charges would be yeah, off like, the table. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I'm not, listen i'm i'm about the character of the man and um if you if you come up to me you look me in the eye and tell me that you want to do this and that you're going to put in the work yeah i'll give you a shot you know and it, and yeah. it's, 
sink or swim after that, you know, I'll keep an eye, I'll, you know, keep an eye on you. And, and, you know, if you do good, I'm, I'm, a, I'm your biggest fan. I'm your biggest supporter. Um, so yeah, there, there's a little bit of that in our, in, in our company of guys that have been through rough patches and stuff like that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Cause I was like, clearly like, you know, you've done so well kind of coming out of it and, you know, I can see the way you kind of, I can hear and feel the way you talk about like, say what you look for the people that work for you and see a lot of yourself and a lot of the people that you try to hire, you know? And it's like, you know, the being able to give people an opportunity because it feels like the job itself gave you an opportunity at the start. And it's like, you know, circle, the circle of life kind of thing, you know, which is amazing. I mean, it's honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm proud that I'm speaking with you here. You know, like, I, I'm like, this is, you know, you know, honestly, you're one of the best success stories I've probably been in my entire life, let alone on this podcast. You're, you're you gonna know? make me. You're gonna make me root for the Niners in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. no, I, I mean, I, I mean it like in the sense of like, you know, like I met like I mean, I just moved from San Francisco. I spent the last eight years there. I met a ton of people that have done exceedingly well in a lot of different things within tech. And now I just I only recently moved to New York, and again, you walk around New York City and everyone's kind of like amazing, you know, and to hear like the challenge that you kind of put yourself into, you know, by going to prison and then coming out the other side and being never turned around. It's like very like prototypically like the American dream. You know what I mean? Like you, that you can pay your dues and you can make good and you can, I mean, the fact that there's 200 people over like, that are like with like under your agreement, you know what I mean? Like there's 50, like more than 50 businesses, 50 accounts. I mean, you've done so well here. You know what I mean? It's awesome. And the way you're able to articulate, like, how you feel about it, how you can articulate about, like, the people that work for you, how you, like, articulate what you want from people. You know, I mean, it's a testament to, like, your ability and, you know, and software, they use the phrase bounce back ability, how you bounce back from something. It's like a bounce back ability. And, I mean, it's amazing. So, like, I, you know, it's funny because I was reading the email thread before we came on and it's like, you know, like, yeah, we're delighted to talk about ballet. You're like, almost like surprised. It's like, no, I'm like delighted. I'm like, A, curious about it. I'm always curious about what people's passions are. And it's amazing to like hear your story and hear you feel like so proud because like, I'm proud. Like I'm sitting here proud as the interviewer <laughs> and I'm the one doing the talking now. It's That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but on that, on that note, you know, um, you know, I put my mom through a lot, and when I was, um, you know, I was underperforming in life, I would say, and um, you know, that wasn't easy for my mom, you know, and you know, whenever she talked to her friends, and her friends would be like, "Oh, how's Doug doing?" You know, that would have been a tough question for her to answer. Yeah. So, um, you know, making my mom proud was huge for me and and i know she's proud of me now and she's been proud of me for some time and uh to be able to give her that is uh is um, so like you know if you can make your mom proud in life you know you're you're good you know, no matter what you're doing uh, i can give myself myself <laughs> uh I, i'm i'm very much out of sight out of mind um but here tell me doug uh as like sort of the wrapping up question i kind of ask everyone you know is like what advice would you give somebody listening to this podcast? Now, bear in mind, I suppose I kind of explained a bit of the audience beforehand. A very open-ended question. Like, what's a bit of advice you give for, like, hospitality? Hospitality. Um, oh, you are in hospitality. So, yeah, like, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I, I, think um, I, 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 I ask everybody to take the act of service is an opportunity to step outside our egos 
and be totally about the person that we're giving the service to. And I and I think that that is a that is a spiritual act. And uh, I think it, there's a lot of power, which you know, I, not not like power, but grace. And there's a lot of good energy that stems from that. Um, no matter what you're going through in your life, if you're having a bad day, whatever. My the the parking lot for me was my escape from my personal problems because it's not about me out here. Um, I get into the service and if I could put a smile on that person's face, the gratification that I get out of it is uh, is special. I think some people in hospitality, um, you know, every, like they're servers and they smile in front of the people's face. And then when you meet a seam in the way station, they're over there talking shit about the person or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of that that goes on, uh, you know, but it basically just tells me that they're miserable in their lives. Um, and what I would like to say is, you know, if you can give genuine, if you can be genuine in your personal interactions, don't undermine them because every person counts. Every person has a soul and, you know, whether they're a douchebag or not, like you, you could treat them, you know, special I, I, over time, like me doing that and giving genuine hospitality to people. And it's not fake, you know, it's, it's real come from my heart. And that, that is, um, worked wonders for me in, in, in my, in my success story. So that would be my advice. Don't fake, don't fake the funk. Um, be, be heartfelt with the, with the, with the service that you're, cause you're in, be great, be where you are, be great at what be, try your best at whatever it is that you're doing. Even if hospitality is a stepping stone for you, you want to master being great at whatever it is that you're doing at that moment. And in hospitality that, that is, the act of giving service, which is which is spiritual and powerful, uh, when you think of it. even though we work off tips. So I say it's like selfless acts of kindness because it's not about the tip when I'm giving the service. Although we do work for tips. I'm yeah, like, a man's got to eat. You know. What <laughs> yeah, I, mean? yeah, I will listen. Never turn down money. If you want, you're good. Yeah. This is another thing I tell people. If you're you're a good person, you're humble, you're modest, you do something nice for somebody because you're a nice person, and then they offer you money and you don't want to tip. No. Listen, I tell, and this is what I tell. This is what I tell those people. I understand why you're declining the money. I get it. You're a good guy or a good girl, okay? But what if I tell you this? It is better to give than to receive, and you are cutting this person off for the opportunity of giving, which is in a reverse sense giving you leverage yeah. in a disgusting way. Don't ever do it again. If somebody wants to give you money, graciously accept and affirm to the universe that you are worth accepting this gift. That's so, so good. Yeah. Well, Doug, man, thanks for coming on.